Thank you for having me. Welcome and good morning. Uh, what a day yesterday was. If you were able to attend, it was honestly a great celebration of pride, community, fellowship, and family. We had plenty of entertainment, vendors, people, a little rain, but that went away. Um, it was really, really a good day. And um, I wanted to speak a little bit this morning about my journey and my journey when it comes to uh, pride and what it means. Um, so basically, uh, when I started my journey to help Caneo players, Caneo, uh, other organization, Caneo Valley's a second annual Pride Festival, I really didn't have any idea what to expect. Um, and to be honest, I had no idea what to expect of the organization. You see, I got a, I got a text one day from a colleague slash friend, um, and it went something like this. Hey, what are you doing next Monday? <laughs> I responded, nothing, what's up? He said, Monday night. I thought to myself, oh shoot, he wants to go out for drinks. <laughs> he has no clue that I'm sober, I'm newly sober. What my friend did not know, I was newly sober from alcohol again. Earlier in the year, I was in a 90-day center for, for, my, for my disease, alcoholism. It was my second time in treatment. The first time was two weeks. I panicked not knowing how to respond to his text. Another text came in and said, there's a meeting for Pride next Monday, wanna go? I thought, whew, was that all? <laughs> I responded, yes, my husband Mark and I will be there. FYI, I never checked in with Mark. I just put it on the calendar like it was always there. In the meantime, I was scheduled to produce a musical at our community theater, Caneo Players. The show, the show was Sweet Charity. It would have been my seventh or eighth production as a producer. This is how I was gonna occupy my time out of treatment. Due to my addiction and newly diagnosed anxiety, the production team and I had come to a mutual decision for me to step away from the production. Needless to say, I was upset. Really, I was disappointed and I was upset at myself. I had shame surrounding having to step away. As a gay person, shame has always been part of my story. I grew up in a conservative <clears throat> city of Simi Valley. As a small child, I remember hiding behind my mother's leg when asked to play with other children. I would find out later in life this was early signs of general anxiety disorder. In school, I was bullied, called names, sissy, faggot, even juicy for my weight. My parents divorced and being gay was wrong in both my homes. I was raised in a dog dogmatic religion where being gay meant you are not only a sinner, but you're a sinner that will burn in hell for an eternity. According to Adriana Molendato, Master Research at the Center of Addiction, substance use and addiction is a significant problem in the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender communities. People identify as LGBT are at greater risk of substance use and mental health issues compared to those who identify as heterosexual. More than twice as many LGBT adults compared to heterosexual adults reported using drugs in the past year. 
According to the latest data from 2015, those who identify as LGBT were also more likely to smoke cigarettes, drink alcohol, and binge drink, and nearly twice as likely to have had an alcohol or drug problem in the past year. Additionally, LGBT individuals are much more likely than heterosexual individuals to have depression, anxiety, or other emotional behavioral problems. And think about attempts of suicide, all of which increase the risk of substance abuse. Why are substance sentences used, why are substance use rates so much higher in the LGBT community? One reason is stress. Members of the LGBT community face chronically high levels of stress. While we have made great strides in, great, in gay rights over the past 20 years, many LGBT individuals still have endured a long personal history of social prejudice. This can include discriminatory laws, practices in employment, housing, relationship recognition, and healthcare, as well as the stigma and challenges with their family and friends. This type of stress can lead to higher levels of anxiety, fear, isolation, depression, <clears throat> anger, and mistrust, which can cause the risk of self-medicating with tobacco, alcohol, and other drugs. I had become one of these members of the LGBT community. Now let's fast forward to Monday, June 3rd, 7 p.m., a pride meeting at the home of a previous board of directors of the first ever Canal Valley Pride Festival. There were about 25 people in attendance, including my friend who asked me to join and my husband. The host of the meeting was excited and surprised by, a turnout, by the turnout. The previous year's festival was organized only by six people. And this year we had starting, and this year we had a very late start, about five months late. Our host gave us a rundown of Canal Valley Pride and how it was formed and what happened last year. He also informed us no one from last year's board of directors wanted to be on the board this year, in including himself. You see, the founding members of CVP had no idea how much work it was involved and they had jobs and families. However, they did come up with the organizational chart to help balance the workload. This chart was handed out. Each person had a brief explanation of duties. I saw the word entertainment and thought to myself, hey, I know how to put on a show. <laughs> I've done it before and I'm not working on Sweet Charity anymore. And I know lots of people with talent and staying busy is what they taught us to do in treatment. Why not? I looked at my husband and said, well, what do you think about this? I pointed out to the other duties Oh, he pointed out to the other duties, logistics and operations, and I said, no problem. <laughs> Little did I know. When I, pointed out, when I pointed out to him the treasurer position, Mark had been an accountant for 30 years and used to be on the board of directors as a treasurer of Canal Players. We raised our hands and we said, we can do it. One by one, people raised our hands to accept positions. It was amazing. In almost 20 years of my husband's and mine, 14 years, uh, 14 years of myself of volunteering, we had never seen an organization come together so quickly in the matter of hours. Over the next four months, we lost volunteers, we got a few more volunteers, and then we lost a few more volunteers. 
We fundraised, we organized, we made decisions, and most importantly, we became friends. Overall, we ended up with seven on the board of directors and about seven to eight leads. All were instrumental in the success of the festival. Everyone, everyone involved, including Chalice, worked very hard to put on the second annual Canal Valley Pride Festival. It was during those four months I started to ask the question, what does Pride mean today? Sure, June is Pride Month. Well, we didn't get started until the month of June. <laughs> and this was the 50th anniversary of Pride. Most of us in my generation know that it started in New York City in 1969. Police raided a gay bar at the Stonewall Inn. Many gay bars in the 60s had been raided. It was a normal practice. The raid of the Stonewall Inn launched a series of protests the next week. The LGBT community was tired and angry of being harassed. For what? For, for being just themselves. For being human. The next year, a march was organized in New York City Central Park. Gay Pride was born. Like many other civil, like many other civil rights movements, Pride was born out of frustration, anger, and injustice. Over the years, it's become a celebration to one's sexual independ sexuality's independence and the right to be heard as a human being. The protest marches soon became parades and parties. As TV became more common in the American household, so did the coverage of parades. The parades were a were the parades were pro I don't know what I wrote there. <laughs> the, parade, the parades were portrayed as a carnivalish, carnivalish an environment in the late 70s and 80s. Men dressed as little as possible and women dressed in leather on a sea of motorbikes. The late 80s and early 80s, Pride took up our suburbs home with the AIDS epidemic. In the 90s and two, early 2000s, Pride took a more legal equality tone. And lo and behold, in 2008, in the state of California, gay marriage became legal, the year I got married. At last, in 2015, gay marriage became law of the land marriage equality at last. I remember that day. We on the West Coast logged on our computer and a rainbow leaped out from the computer screen. I remember staring at my computer screen for at least 10 minutes while tears ran down my face. What about now, 2019? What more do we want? Although there are still bigots in the world, still laws on the books against transgender rights, and lots of policies that need to be changed for the LGBT community. As a whole, I think the focus needs to be on family diversity. Thankfully, UUA has been working on an idea since the late 80s, and in 1980, on this idea and since the late 80s, in 1980, and in 1987, the UAA started its journey on creating the welcoming congregation, which this congregation is part of. Today, these guidelines are action steps for welcoming congregations. Here are two of those steps. A welcoming congregation is inclusive, expressive of the concern of people who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer at every level of congregational life. In worship, in program, and in social occasions, welcoming not only presence but, but their unique gifts and particularities of their lives as well. 
The other is a welcoming, a welcoming congregation celebrates the lives of all people and their ways of expressing their love for each other. There are 11 steps in total, and the other steps can be found at uua.org in the search bar, Welcoming LGBT Programs. So what does pride mean in 2019? It means that it always has acceptance. With every new decade, with every new generation, acceptance grows and becomes redefined. It becomes stronger and more widespread. Yesterday's pride may have been built on the riots of Stonewell, the carnivalish parades, the heartache of AIDS academic and marriage equality. It's growing again and taking root in family diversity. Yesterday's pride was again a community grass, grassroots event. It was about family diversity. Not only one's individual right for freedom and equality, but about mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, trans, binary, non-binary, gay, bi, straight, fluid, family members in recovery with mental illness or social dysfunction. Yesterday's pride was about acceptance of all our families in our community. Not only the LGBT community, our secular community here in the Canal Valley. Canal Valley's pride is only in its second year under the supervision of the Diversity Collective of Ventura County. It is now the mission of the Board of Directors of Canal Valley Pride to become its own nonprofit organization with bylaws, elected board members, and a mission statement. A statement that will benefit Canal Valley, East Ventura County, a mission to serve diverse families of our community. There's a need in our community for families of diversity, for allies of diversity in East Ventura County, Canal Valley, Thousand Oaks, the surrounding areas. If a child of 15, 16, 17 years old needs to go see a counselor, a doctor, they're traveling all the way to Ventura, the city of Ventura, Oxnard, or going into Hollywood. It is our mission to start raising money to bring a center to the city of Thousand Oaks and Canal Valley. Yeah. So that's all I got. Thank you. <laughs>